0: Hello and welcome to this Center for Military Studies report talk, this time with Senior Researcher Katja linsko jakobsen She's the author of the new CMS report, Russia's showy and shadowy engagements in sub-Saharan Africa. And welcome to you Katja.
1: Thank you very much, Henrik.
0: And thank you for participating in this uh, CMS report talk. Um, The intention uh, with our talk today is to uh, draw up the main lines of the report in order to give uh, prospective readers a chance to know what the report is about. So, tell us, uh, what kind of real-world problem did you struggle with in terms of getting to writing the report?
1: I think the report reflects the real-world phenomena, which is that Russia is increasingly um, visible. in uh, across the African continent. The report looks at Sub-Saharan Africa particularly, and it means that besides um, besides traditional intervention actors like the EU and the UN and coalition partners, it's increasingly important also to understand what role Russia plays in different intervention theatres. Uh, some of them are the same ones that the UN and the EU are also um, operating in.
0: And And so, from that starting point, what does the report do? What is the analysis about how it is orchestrated?
1: Um, the analysis looks at, um, it really tries to unfold the diversity of Russian uh, military engagement on the continent. So that is also reflected in the title. It looks at what it calls um, showy engagement, and that refers mostly to the sort of um, statements about military bases, et cetera, that when you look very closely, um, Russia doesn't actually have uh, that much military presence and that strong um, footprint. So that's uh, hence the showy. Um, And then in addition to that, it also looks at shadowy dimensions. In particular, it looks at two uh, so there's the mercenary like actors engaging in different intervention theaters and then there is the sort of um, aspect which has to do more with disinformation which uh, Russia uses in various ways in to sometimes to um, uh, discredit Western intervention actors like France, for example, in the Central African Republic, but also to um, support local, Um, African leaders, for example, in the lead-up to an election. So it details uh, both the showy and the shadowy elements. And then on top of that, it it adds an argument about how we need to understand these dimensions as having, um, of course, uh, important elements that are very different from uh, liberal notions like the unaccountability of uh, mercenary actors, but sometimes also Tentatively collaborative dimensions, um, and it looks at uh, how Russia um, collaborates very sort of pragmatically, um, and perhaps collaboration is even too strong, but relates with uh, pragmatically with uh, UN and EU um, intervention actors in CAR, the Central African Republic.
0: And so, and and another thing you didn't discuss is the kind of implications that fall out of this for. Uh, Western, or as you call them, liberal, in, uh, uh, in, in in quotes, intervention actors. What are the kinds of implications that fall out of this increased Russian presence in Africa?
1: Um, I mean, there's, of course, uh, multiple implications. I think one is uh, the report argues that it's, it's important to acknowledge Russia's presence, to acknowledge its multiple dimensions, and to find a way that sort of... Um, balances the recognition of these tentatively collaborative dimensions whilst at the same time uh, distancing um, from the dimensions that that are not so easily uh, merged and um, not so easily um, how can I say um, similar to those principles of of Western actors like democracy, accountability, and human rights. So, how can we find an approach to engage with Russia that both acknowledges a pragmatic, sort of uh, collaborative um, element, but at the same time also takes um, distance from from elements that that we don't um, acknowledge? And then, on top of that, I think there is a the need to to reflect very carefully on how not to make um, our interventions and our intervention presence in Africa, how not to, how to avoid Russia becoming um, an overarching argument for remaining. It needs to be driven by resolving conflicts, finding peaceful solutions to violent conflicts, political um, solutions, and you know. So we also have to be careful about how we frame our response to Russia's presence.
0: And so, if we look at the. Uh, the sort of broad overall UN intervention uh, agenda from, say, the nineteen nineties onward. What kind of repercussions can this new Russian-driven agenda uh, have for that? What kind of of implications follow for for uh, for for those who wish to uh, to pursue the the UN track in, uh, in 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 peace work?
1: I think. I mean. I think the role of Russia, of course, the report actually I think the report answers this by taking sort of an uh, African-state perspective, because seen from the African continent, the increasing interest of Russia in being present security-wise, but also sort of financial terms, uh, means that they have another option than, you know, partnering with the UN or the EU. Uh, So what it means from a UN perspective is that we're not the sole actors. There is a broader range of intervention, um, Actors that that you know African leaders um, can choose between, and that of course means that we need to really reflect on what we do best, um, how we can collaborate, and and to make, as I said also before, to make sure that the focus of our intervention efforts is to um, contribute to solving African solutions and on the African continent, less so to forefront uh, conflicts with uh, with Russia.
0: And so, what would you say are the are the lead takeaways from from the study what are the most important recommendations that different kinds of decision makers should take away from your study
1: um the most important recommendation i think besides what i've already touched upon is if, don't let the um, internal discussion on liberal interventionism, what we're good at and also what we're not so good at, what we need to reflect more on, how can we, you know, the use of force was recently uh, revised in the EU. So uh, so don't, like, let us discuss the role of Russia and what that means for how we can intervene. Um, but let it not overshadow uh, continued debates about liberal interventionism's own um, yeah, challenges within Um, But also, I think we need to just uh, look very nuanced at Russia. They play different roles in different conflict settings. So if we look at Mozambique, it's one story. If you look at the Central African Republic, it's another story. So I think for each intervention, theatre, we need to be very specific in how we understand the significance of Russia's presence and therefore also our response.
0: Thank you so much, Katja. This has been exciting. Um, And there's so much more stuff to discover uh, in the report published by the Center for Military Studies at the University of Copenhagen. It's entitled Russia's Showy and Shadowy Engagements in Sub-Saharan Africa, and it's written by senior researcher Katja Linsko Jacobsen.